name of the one true God, Father, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate the holy prophet Elijah and our Lord speaks about the rejection of Elijah and Elisha as a sign for us actually of his own rejection as the son of God, the son of man and when he does this, he reminds us of, his, of the acceptance of Elijah and Elisha by the Gentiles. So that he is telling us that Elijah is a sign of something that is opened up to the Gentiles. And this is actually what is implied by the use of that psalm verse that we hear in the, uh, with the, the Pekimenon, that you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That's something that's rather strange because Elijah is not a priest, but that they're somehow talking about the priesthood of Melchizedek as being the one who is the universal priest, the one who is the divine priest as the epistle to the Hebrews tells us, that he is the one that points us to Christ beyond all time being the priest that blesses Abraham and that blesses Abraham's descendants. So we have to see Christ presiding over this mystery. This mystery of God's work that miraculously comes to us, called from the Gentiles. Not no longer Gentiles, but called from among the Gentiles. We are called to, to worship the God of Israel. And it is providential that we hear today, also in this other gospel, not particularly the gospel for the feast day of St. Elijah, but that Christ tells us in a similar situation where he's dealing with the opposition of people, that he's not, that he is not part of some sort of kingdom divided against itself. What is Elijah preaching to? Elijah is preaching to the divided kingdom of Israel, which is divided off from Judah. Remember that after Solomon, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, going further astray, and the kingdom dividing into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern king of Judah, that the kingdom is divided against itself, and not only is it divided against itself because there are two different kingdoms, but it's divided against God, and it's divided even further because it's divided into the worship of idols. And the priesthood of those who practice idolatry. And so Christ, 
like Elijah, calls us back from that. And he calls not just the people of Israel and Judah, but he calls all of us to be part of this worship of the God of Israel. He calls us to a God who does works with great power and to a God who, by a word, makes things to happen. By a word, causes the heavens to be closed. By a word, makes the heavens. And by a word, brings back the rain. And by a word, causes fire to fall from heaven. So by a word. And we see how Elijah makes fun of the prophets of Baal. He says, you know, he likes you to talk a lot. So talk for a while because he might be, you know, out visiting or sleeping or something like this. So talk and talk and talk. But he says that your yes, he's, what he's saying is that God makes things to happen. It doesn't require a lot of words. That doesn't mean that God doesn't give us a lot of words in the scriptures. Certainly he gives us plenty of words. But when we pray to him, it should be direct. It should be immediate. It should be speaking about what we need immediately. Calling on him as compassionate and merciful. Not swearing by heaven and earth, but simply asking for what we need. And when we say to God, yes, let it be a yes. And when we say no about something, let it be a no. Let us have this power. St. James tells us, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns back a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So let us speak in a way that is filled with God because we're praying. Filled with God's power because we're praying. Let us speak in a way that is honest. Honest with ourselves and honest with others because we are praying. Because we know that God can give and God can withhold. And God wishes to give. He wishes to give the rain. He wishes to give life. He wishes to give us power from on high. He wishes to give that same power that burns up the offering. He wishes to give it because he says he wishes to save us. He wishes to give it because he says he wants to make the world. Make the world this way. And it was. Let us make them in our image. And they were. So we have to 
pray that God will give us that power. That power which is filled with the blessing of God that makes the world and sends his own word into this world to burn away all things that are distractions and to transfigure us and transform us by his own power. And like Elijah, let us have that vision of God who is that way at all times. So that that same God who burns up with fire the sacrifice is also here at all times in our hearts and in our minds. Turning aside all the words so that we can hear him when we are quiet as it happens in that one time when God comes to Elijah in the quiet. The same God that comes down in lightning also comes down in the quiet. And we have to understand that both these things are from God. Both the power that is loud and the power that is quiet. That God comes down to transform us. And so let's pray for that. Both when things seem to be loud and when we need to have that quiet. That God will come down within us and make things the way they are supposed to be for us. In Him. To make the Word present drawing all things together and bringing us from far away in our minds and our thoughts, in our distractions, to see him who gives himself up for us, who himself in the middle of the earth proclaims that blessing when he's on the cross and from his empty tomb. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the true God.